Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. A Ghost in the Walls. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. Many of our episodes touch on a multitude of topics, of course, because that's life. Complex, ambiguous, with varied themes and ideas. But this episode... Trust me when I say it really goes to unexpected places. When I first was made aware of this case, I had no idea the journey I was on. Maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. Either way, keep listening for hauntings, blood messages, grief, Satanism, trespassing, homicide, and more. The content is, I should warn you, very dark. But the case of the Andrews family hauntings listens like the most terrifying horror movie, and it is something you will not forget. It is 1986 in Pepperell, Massachusetts. Frank Andrews and his two daughters, 15-year-old Annie and 13-year-old Jessica, are grieving the loss of their wife and mother, Deborah, who had died of cancer mere months before. As you might imagine, the family was devastated. Frank, having to be the single parent and navigate his growing daughters, Annie and Jessica, and the daughters themselves, of course, growing up and reconciling life without their mother. During this time, Annie and Jessica grew closer than ever, especially because Frank, who still worked full-time, often worked at night and wouldn't be around. The Andrews family desperately missed Deborah, which is absolutely understandable, of course, and heartbreaking. It's here that the story really begins. One day, a boy calls Annie on their landline, completely out of the blue. The boy claims to be a friend of a friend and introduces himself as Danny. Danny tells Annie that he had seen her from afar and asked a mutual friend for her number because she seemed interesting. The two then talked for a while on the phone, and Annie actually enjoyed herself. Danny was charming, funny, personable. He told her he was athletic and popular, tall with blonde hair. Annie, of course, liked all of what he's putting down. The two talk a couple more times on the phone before Danny asks Annie on a date at the local state fair. Cute, right? Of course, she said yes. When Danny arrived at the Andrews doorstep, he was not what he seemed on the phone. Danny was kind of dirty, smelled, and had dark hair and bad acne, and related to Annie much differently than the charming Danny on the receiver. But still, to be polite, Annie went to the fair with Danny. After all, they had made a plan. But the date was bad from the start. Danny asked all kinds of questions about Annie's recently deceased mother, really leaning into the details of her death and how it affected the Andrews family. Annie later claimed it seemed as though Danny was obsessed with the death of her mother, questioning her on how Annie felt at the moment that her mother died, and asking how much she thought her mother suffered. After about an hour, Annie had pretty much had enough, making an excuse and going home. While it was obviously a bad date, Annie shrugged it off. It was a nice diversion from her sadness, at least. But Annie and Jessica kept on, still struggling with the loss of their mother. Of course, of course. One evening in January of 1987, Annie and Jessica decided to perform a seance in their basement, just 
on a whim. They didn't expect anything to happen. Just again, another kind of roundabout way to deal with their grief. And yet that same night, after the two had gone to sleep, Jessica and Annie heard rhythmic knocking against the bedroom walls. Scared and kind of invigorated, they wondered, though it sounded crazy to them, if maybe their mother was trying to perhaps communicate with them. They asked the knocks questions and were shocked when the knocks seemed to elicit actual responses. This continued for several nights until the shock and wonder became skepticism, annoyance, and even fear. The girls even wondered if they had unleashed something, something evil. In addition to the knocks, little things started to go missing. Bowls, food, everyday items around their house. Furniture moved once they left the room. They heard weird sounds that seemed to follow them through their own home. Eventually, the daughters tell their father all of this, but he writes it off as the girls' coping mechanism. After all, seeing supernatural events, witnessing them, all very strange, but none of it happens when he's in the house, which is, again, not often. But then things get worse. One night, the girls hear pipes banging loudly in the basement. Annie grabs a knife from the kitchen, and the two go down into the basement to investigate. There, on the basement wall, they find a chilling message written in blood. It says, quote, I'm in your room, come find me. It's like a real-life horror movie, after an already devastating loss. I can't imagine I would go fucking nuts. The girls immediately ran to the neighbor's house, of course, completely freaked out. There, they wait until their father gets home. When he does, they tell him what they found in the basement. So he goes into the basement to check out the message, and when he does, he finds it's written in ketchup. Obviously, Frank was concerned, but not for the same reasons as his daughters. He thought that Annie and Jessica had written on the walls themselves, acting out in their grief. So he enrolls the kids in counseling, hoping that these, quote, supernatural events would start to lessen. But again, another night when the girls are alone, the knocking starts. This time, it's back upstairs. So Jessica grabs a knife, goes upstairs, and sees a new message in the hallway that says, quote, I'm back. Find me if you can. The girls, freaked the fuck out again, go back to their neighbors and call their father. Frank Andrews, furious that this is happening again, that's disturbing his work, goes back to his home, sees the writing on the wall, and goes to the girls' bedrooms. Again, the girls are back at their neighbor's house. Frank is there alone. And he's looking for, I don't know, anything. He's frustrated. When he's in Annie's room, he sees another message written in, quote, blood. The message on the wall says, quote, marry me. But that's not the scary part. Next to the message is a human being, draped in Frank's dead wife's wedding dress, with a full face of makeup, a blonde wig, and holding a hatchet. It was Daniel from Annie's bad date months before. A struggle proceeds and the boy slips away, seemingly vanishing into the house. Of course, police are called immediately and a search of the home ensued. Though they at first found nothing, one officer eventually notices a gap between the wall and a built-in cabinet in Annie's bedroom. After pulling the cabinet away from the wall, police find Danny crouched in a crawl space. An investigation of the crawl space reveals a nauseating fact for the whole Andrews family, that Danny had been hiding within the walls of the home for weeks, and in doing so, carved peepholes in the house to spy on the family. Danny was immediately taken into police custody and held in a juvenile detention facility until October 1987. So who was this kid that lived in the walls in another family's home, terrorizing them for weeks on end? His name was Danny LaPlante, a local 17-year-old, and scaring fellow teenagers would be the least egregious of his crimes. More after the break. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, hello. How are you? How are hello. you doing? What's hello. going on? How's it going? Checking in. Here we are. You can check in, but you also can check out anytime yeah. you want to. Oh, and honestly, it's a free-for-all here. Yeah. Don't Come feel and go like please. you need to yeah. stay too long. Yeah. No, go. Don't be polite on our account. Yeah, you have places to be. We know that. We want to say hello to anyone who's listening, spreading the good word mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm, podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. We would like to say a hey to our government. Hello. Hi, government. Just a friendly hello. What's up? You know, you up? Age, sex, location? Yeah. Uh, age. Not 50 yet. Not 50 quite yet. Yes. That's sex. Nice. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Very <Well>. tired. <laughs> Location, none of your business. Yeah. Mm. Or okay. uh, I'll give you the latitude and longitude if you need to know where specifically. The coordinates, the yeah. uh, geo- geocache yeah. of where you are. Yeah. It'll be helpful for me. The mayors. The Marriott suites Ooh. of hotels. I mean, full on business. You get it all. Mm-hmm. This is not some, if you're a business person, you got a presentation, you want to be there. You want real <laughs> breakfast, not like some of these breakfasts where you're just like, "Oh yeah, it's yeah, gonna be a really cool. good breakfast." No, you like want an a breakfast. Apple. No, yeah, no, no, no. No, you get uh, a pancake maker. You know, like a one of those pancake machine fa- uh, fabricators. Is that the right? That's mm-hmm. not the right word for mm-hmm. it. But you get what I'm talking. about. You want about. a pancake fabricator? <laughs> well, then you might be Cat Joselle. Hello. If you are a by the hour, mm-hmm. but they're like, we don't. Take it by the hour. If you want to break down our regular rate by the hour, mm-hmm. that's fine. But we just charge we won't do that. for the night yeah, and we'll just we do take reservations. Night. And you're like, ooh, but it's I'm dangerous. This is seedy and like it's a cool neon sign outside. And it's like, I'm, I got my own story. But it's also very close to a very nice target. Oh. That would be <laughs> the La Quinta, Charlie Gilbert. Hello. Enjoy the hot tub, sir. And very safe. Not dangerous, not scary, clown motel. <laughs> this is the best I mean, one. there's many mirrors in there, but they're all fun. There's so mm-hmm. much fun. So many colors. Enjoy yourself. In the pictures, are the eyes moving with you and yeah. looking at no, you? No, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's kitschy. Mm-hmm. It's That's really right. expensive because it's terrifying. Yeah. Like you, you cannot... paid for the experience that you didn't know you would get. You're you welcome. You cannot get a reservation uh-huh. to be terrified. Get your tetanus shot before you enter. Ashley Matson. Hello. And our governor. Mm. You've heard of the Four Seasons? It's a joke. <laughs> it's a freaking joke. 17 seasons? <laughs> 
311 Seasons Hotel. <laughs> the funnest, funkiest one. You get down, come original. Amber's the color of my energy. Woo! That would be our governor, Avian Noble. Noble. You want no ads, no chit chat, just the good stuff mm-hmm. and the bad. Yeah. But it's Both. not going to be ads or chit chat. Yeah. You want to binge. Bonus episodes. We're doing a bonus episode. Yes. You guys settled on one. It's pretty fun. Head on over to patreon.com slash ghost town pod. You can try it out for seven days. If you like it, great. If you're not, mm. just bail on it. Yeah. Listen to as many bonus episodes as you can in seven days and just say see ya. Yeah. You Bye. won't hurt our feelings. I promise you. No. We already think you're going to bail. We actually love the abuse. <laughs> we only <laughs> respond on to it. abuse. Good, good, good. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. That's how you keep us in line. That's that's right. And you know what? Everyone's better for it, I would say. You want to head Let's back? Let's head back. 17-year-old Daniel LaPlante was born on May 15th, 1970, in the town of Townsend, Massachusetts. After being diagnosed with dyslexia and hyperactivity disorder, his mother, father, and stepdad sent him to see a psychiatrist. Unfortunately, after being sexually and psychologically abused primarily by his father, his psychiatrist and stepdad also participated in those forms of abuse as the boy grew up. In high school, LaPlante was a loner, struggling in school, and was branded by classmates as, quote, creepy and weird. At that point, LaPlante started participating in outbursts and petty theft, including breaking into homes, which culminated in, quote, the haunting at the Andrews home. Then on December 1st, 1987, Andrew Gustafson entered his own personal nightmare when he came back home from work to find his pregnant wife and two young children murdered. Priscilla Gustafson, 33, was a kind nursery school teacher who was found lying face down in her bed, sexually assaulted and shot twice in the head. The Gustafson children, Abigail, 7, and William, 5, had been drowned in the home's upstairs and downstairs bathtubs. Police quickly suspected LaPlante, who had of course only very recently been released from juvenile detention, and found evidence of having restraints he'd used for the crimes in his own home. In 1988, LaPlante was sentenced to three consecutive life sentences for the murders of Priscilla, Abigail, and William Gustafson. At LaPlante's sentencing, Judge Robert A. Barton told him, quote, There are some who would say you should receive the same sentence that you imposed on the Gustafson family, that is death by ligature or hanging. But since there was no death penalty in Massachusetts, a sentence of three consecutive life sentences was the worst the courts could impose. But it does not end there. While incarcerated, Danny LaPlante showed little remorse for his actions, in fact, framing himself as the victim. From 1988 to 2014, LaPlante attempted to sue the courts multiple times for violation of his rights. In a document filed in the U.S. District Court, LaPlante, who represented himself, of course, claimed the prison has, quote, hindered his ability to practice his faith by not allowing him to obtain ritual oils for worship like dragon's blood, black opium, and honeysuckle. In the court complaint, LaPlante listed more than 30 oils that he says were essential to practicing his faith, which was being a Wiccan, during the various cycles of the moon. LaPlante also listed nearly 26 different herbs he said he needed to be able to use during regular meetings with other members of the Wiccan community within the MCI Norfolk, his prison, as well as varying robes and more than a dozen medallions, one named Thor's Hammer. And it goes on. According to LaPlante, cakes used during certain sermons within the Wiccan faith are meant to, quote, excite the senses, but the cake served by the prison for their ritual is, quote, always the same, and created a somber environment during worship. According to reporting by Boston Magazine to, quote, mix it up, LaPlante requested a different cake for each month, including a carrot cake, known by Wiccans as, quote, wolf ice. 
Of course, outspoken, practicing Wiccans and pagans in the area wanted nothing to do with Laplante's grievances, saying, quote, We get so much misinformation spread about our religion, about our practices, that even a hint of anything out of the ordinary associated with Wicca gets blown out of proportion. It is difficult to be Wiccan or pagan. Not only is our religion misunderstood, those misunderstandings also attract us more than our fair share of crazy people. Fast forward to 2017. Laplante applied for a reduced sentence. During his court appearance, onlookers noticed the first sign of any remorse for his actions. In a statement, LaPlante told Middlesex Superior Court, quote, Words cannot fully capture what I've done. I've murdered three innocent people. Because of me, a five-year-old boy will never turn six. There's a seven-year-old girl that will never turn eight. Because of me, a woman will never be able to give birth to her third child. I robbed an unborn child of his first breath. A husband will never again be able to hear from his family. I love you. I do not have the words to fully express my profound sorrow, but I am truly sorry for the harm I have caused. From the very essence of who I am, from the depth of my soul, I am sorry. His application for a reduced sentence was denied, with his request for early parole eligibility again denied in 2019. And hopefully it will be denied again and again, as Daniel Plant is surely a dangerous person, and in my humble opinion, does not deserve any mercy. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.